Hello everybody and welcome to HY Dyslexia Podcast, All Things Dyslexia. You know, my, my name is Elizabeth Techie and I'm the founder and, and, and CEO of HY Dyslexia, also known as Aspire to Inspire Dyslexia. We're so grateful that you can join us every week to listen to our different topics that we discuss um, on All Things Dyslexia. Today's podcast is absolutely phenomenal. I use that word every week, but it's really phenomenal. We've got an amazing dyslexic entrepreneur named Aaron Smith, who is very, very well known within the dyslexia world, if I can say that. Now, maybe particularly in the UK, if you mention Aaron Smith, everybody will know who he is. He is the go-to. He's amazing at tech. He's amazing at what he does. He's one phenomenal person. I'm I'm really privileged to have had him today on our own podcast to speak about why he embraced dyslexia and, you know, being a dyslexic entrepreneur, the things that he does great in his job. Thank you. Now, I'd like to welcome Aaron Smith to HY Dyslexia Podcast. Aaron, welcome. How are you? I'm very well, Lizzie. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Very, very good. Yes. That's fine. I, I, I think uh, I think you've done my intro and that's it. I can just now leave now. We, we, we're done, I think, really. <laughs> no, I mean, it's great to have you on, on, on this podcast. I just want to read a little bit about your bio before we actually yeah. dive straight into the, the podcast. So in this episode, we are joined by, um, as I said earlier, Dyslexic entrepreneur Aaron Smith. Aaron was diagnosed with severe dyslexia at nine years of age, along with other tendencies of neurodiverse conditions. During Aaron's work and life, he has worked in many industries, including previously working at the British Dyslexia Association. Aaron's career has counted in the field of dyslexia with him, now being the managing director of Send Group Limited and founder of the Dyslexia Show Limited. Aaron has spoken at many schools, large conferences, events across the UK, and at Dyslexia National Conference in India, Canada, and USA, but especially interested in technology. Aaron uses assistive technology to support his dyslexia needs daily. And today's podcast is surrounded around, you know, dyslexia needs and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I know I've done your introduction. Please tell um, our listeners, you just tell our listeners why you feel that you could be or you are the best dyslexic entrepreneur I've ever met. I think I think I, let, let, let's say that uh, the best entrepreneur is one thing, but let's say as an entrepreneur, as a dyslexic. Yeah. So as an as a dyslexic entrepreneur, I have um, I've been around in the field of dyslexia for over 20 years and I have and as an entrepreneur, I've kind of always been interested in business. I was I think when I was even 12, I was thinking about setting up my own business. But I think when I I was 19, I set up my first company or my first business and I was doing web development and hosting and then I had to go and get a job because my mum and dad said you need a job so I did um and then I went through life working with other people and then probably in the past six years that's where my entrepreneur skill has really come out and that strength of being a dyslexic so founding send group delivering CPD to teachers founding LVA group which is our our business development company that supports companies in the field of dyslexia and education, uh, working with some amazing companies now, including Microsoft, as we know, we're going to talk about as we go over this, over this podcast. Uh, then fi- fi- founding uh, Dyslexia Show in 2019, creating that first UK national exhibition, purely dedicated to dyslexia. Then like 2020, we're in the middle of this kind of pandemic situation. We're meant to deliver an exhibition. We can't. We've got to go to do something else. We find we find send the group international limited, 
and that delivers training in India. We then uh, we then support an independent school in Somerset. Uh, there's acquisitions we're looking at now. Uh, there is we we work with some with with comic companies like Deco Comics and Dyslexia Box in the IT industry. So I think that entrepreneur skill is there that we're always looking to see what what's the next idea. How can we we support more people in the dyslexia world? And and that's what it comes down to. It's not like lots of people say that entrepreneurs are all about making money. To me, it's not about it's not about making money. It's about making a difference. It is. Uh, and and we went down the route like like me and you, Lizzie. We spoke lots of times about how we both set up our different organisations. You've gone down one route. I went down that that company route. And that was because that was what it works well for me, and that's thing and what I knew. So. Uh, Wonderful. Now, I've seen you, um, I've been at many conferences and seen you there. And the way you talk about the things you do, for example, your work with, now get, let me get this right, Microsoft. I was about to say IBM then. It's not IBM, it's Microsoft. Yeah. Close. But Close. Yeah. So the work you do with them, <laughs> the work you do with them is absolutely phenomenal. And I've seen you in action and I'm like, how does he do that? However, though, you have a reading age of what age? You tell me. Not, I, so I have a reading age of a nine-year-old, a spelling age of an eight-year-old. As we and, speak now. Yeah. yeah. And I have no, uh, no auto, 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 it's called autotissimy. And, and again, dyslexics can't always say the right word. I don't automatically decode words. So it's, um, I have, there's, there's a word that's called um, Rygate. So this is, a, there's a school in, in down in Rygate that has the name Rygate at the end of their name. Now, Rygate is a word that I could not decode. I, I, I could look at it and the R would look weird. And, and that's the thing. I do not decode words. I don't read automatically. So unless I'm sitting there and thinking I need to read, I won't read. So yeah, to so do have a low reading age, but but I, but what we probably could say is I'm a high functioning dyslexic, right. and and with that with that tendencies of the, them neurodiverse conditions like ADHD, ASD, dyspraxia, putting them all together means I have lots of other strengths, and that's where it comes from. And I think that thing is that that even though that we know dyslexia is a dis disability and it is a difference when it comes to how we describe it within the UK law. But also, it has these amazing strengths, and that is where that, that, that where your first question about entrepreneuring comes from. Because for me, I that's what I see things differently. Absolutely. Now we get loads of phone calls and emails, and parents are worried that their children have got dyslexia, and what does the future hold for them? And you know, hearing you today in a podcast, it's a positive message to any parent who feel like the child yeah. might have dyslexia. How will they excel? Is you you spoke about the different way you think and the different way yeah. you know you operate with your um, um strengths. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, th I think based on that concept, it's all about understanding. You dyslexia, we know is a condition that affects around ten percent to fifteen percent of the population. But when we look at dyslexia, we have to. What, what I always say to people is, you need to be able to understand it, understand your strengths, but also understand your differences and and, and the things that you find difficult. I know that. If I by like by the end of today, I'll be quite tired and it means then I probably won't function as well. But then I then probably go to my second wind and we just get going again. And but also then certain things will knock you back. So if you've had a, a, a an email that's a bit annoying, you can then go, it might take you a little while to get past something because of them neurodiverse conditions. But understanding what does that is really important. And that's how I look at it is I know that 
when I have a large, a large, a large amount of text, I'm going to use text to speech to read it. I or and like like literally before we were talking, I was literally editing a website before we spoke today, uh, and I and spelling the word which, uh, I wasn't dictating, I was typing, and I put more T's in it than H's, and I know it's got a H in it, and I know it's got a W in it, and I think it doesn't have a T in it, and that's the thing. Um, having two dyslexics trying to spell the word which is going to be quite yeah. interesting. Well, as you said, as you said, which I'm like, it's got to be W I T C H, no. No. Depends which version, I think, as well. Right, yeah. okay. Be, yeah. <laughs> because how it sounds to me is how I write yeah. it. And I think one thing I've also um, um, noticed, you know, obviously running A2I dyslexia, I get my past and present tense mixed up. I don't know if you're the same. Have, yeah, no, has. I yeah, I think so, yeah, I think you can do it. I think it all depends. See, every mm -hmm. dyslexic's different. Yeah. It yeah. is. It's like, like I, I look at what you've done, Lizzie, and, I, and like we, we've known each other for about seven years. We, we worked that out a few, few, a few minutes ago. And I've seen what you've done and I know your story. And I think it's amazing what you've done. And yes, I know that you you get things wrong and you just go with it because mm -hmm. you have to. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I, I'm very different. I like to be, I, I do get things wrong. Uh, normally what I do is I don't get past tense wrong. What I normally get wrong is I normally get um, the situation wrong. So probably that concept of having a conversation with someone uh, and saying something that to me sounds right and probably a little bit funnier actually means that I'm digging that massive hole and I need to uh, I need to find the ladder to climb back out of it so that's probably one of the things I have done in the past yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I do have a I, my 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 memory for context is quite good but my short term my my, my normal memory like remembering a phone number like I, I've been been with my 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 wife we've been together for nearly 17 years I have, still don't know a mobile number um but I know my office phone number. I know my land, the office, the the off, the the main phone number for the office. I know my best friend's phone number, uh, but not my wife's. And again, it's number of number of number of digits is the hardest thing. Absolutely. But then, like, it's like I will. What I will do. What I, you said about your past tense. What I do do. What I do do. Again, it sounds really weird to me, but yeah. that does. Mm -hmm. I. Uh, I say things like I'm going to put this in the dishwasher or in the tumble dryer, and I I'm going to put a, I'm going to put the pots in the in the tumble dryer okay. rather than the dishwasher. Now and even even when we didn't have a dishwasher, I used to say I'm going to put these clothes in the dishwasher, uh, which you don't put clothes in dishwashers, you put no. pots in dishwashers, and they're, yes. and they're things that I do. So yeah. Right. Okay. Now and I'm going to dive straight into my first question because it's really Go important on. I ask you this question. How does dyslexia affect you on day-to-day -day basis? You you've mentioned a little bit. Yeah, Tell yeah. me my, a typical my... typical day in the office. Typical day in the office. Typical day in the office. Yeah. So opening emails uh is probably the hardest thing. Reading reading is the where it comes down to. So reading is your first thing. Uh having to read an email, having to decode that email is probably the hardest thing. Uh then going into then responding to the email. And then if I was typing it, it's going to take me a long time to type it. So so with both of them, I would use text to speech and speech to text to deliver that. So read aloud and dictation. Uh, and that's what I do. But uh, but on a on a daily basis, I think if we look at the whole world and society, the hardest thing that I find doing is buying a birthday card or a Christmas card. That's the thing I don't like doing. So I'm very lucky that I only have to buy two birthday cards two christmas cards and one valentine's day card a year because theoretically i buy one from me and one from my daughter and this is where 
card companies like Moonpig and Funky Pigeon are brilliant because mm. you can type in or dictate what you want to go in the middle of your card. You don't have to read it. Course, um, yes. And that's yeah. the thing. And, that, and it's all about finding them strategies to, to help you. It's really strange how you say, you know, reading birthday cards, because obviously as a dyslexic, you go into a card shop and you want to read something which what's in it before you buy it. Now, someone listening to this might be, what, you do that with your eyes closed, don't you? No, not for no. dyslexics, you don't, no. no. And, 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 and this is why I normally say dyslexia is not just in a classroom, it affects us every part of our lives. Yeah, it, it is, a, it, and this is the thing you see, is you, you can look at the, the Equality Act and read the terminology for, for what a disability is. And actually, from a dyslexic point of view, it's very negative. Uh, it, it, you, they use the word mental in, impairment. Now, dyslexia is theoretically that, and it may, and other people may challenge me on that, and I don't mind, but that's how I see it. And that, but it's the next word. It affects your day-to-day -day life. And that's the thing is that your day-to-day -day life is there. And I, I, my, my, my specialist teacher that assessed me years ago said to me, a dyslexic's life, a dyslexic's brain is always, or dyslex the, the dyslexic person is always at a high level of stress. And that's when then you get things like anxiety, you get then that their mental health kind of concepts that that definitely have been hypened over the pandemic, have definitely been hypened over over situations when you're doing stuff. But for me, it was like certain things are really positive. Mm, mm, so, yeah. Uh, Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. What strategies and tools do you have in place um, to overcome these challenges in the office? What what so, strategies do you use? So what do I use? So, I, so like I said, so I'm a massive, like you said, I, I do a lot of work with Microsoft. Uh, technology is my biggest thing. So I use, I, I, I'll use text-to-speech. Uh, so that's anything from using the read-aloud capability built into Word and PowerPoint and Excel. And, and it's not, sorry, it's not in Excel. It's in Word, PowerPoint, and in Outlook. Or if I'm in like another program, so like if I'm delivering a webinar and I need to read the questions, I'll use Claro software clarity because that's my go-to app that i've been i've been using assistive tech for at least 10 years now mm. uh, so and i i actually remember using at when i was at school we i was given a laptop at school black and white screen laptop sat at the sat at the back of the class because that's where the socket was given a headset trying to dictate then was just a nightmare never and never wanted to dictate ever but now we just see dictation everywhere it's in everywhere everything. absolutely and that's yeah. it so yeah so them thing takes to speed dictation but then also things like a, a to-do list app i have a to-do list app that man so I literally i wake up in the morning kind of i'm very much then more positive as soon as i wake up so i put my list in of my jobs and i can tick the boxes so it has a nice ping to it when i tick it and that's across all devices um I think that's the thing. I think for me, you see, the thing that works is that I have my laptop that I'm talking to you on now. I have my desktop just here. I have my 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 personal phone here, and I have my 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 work phone here. That you, I know you can see it. Not everyone can see it, but um, the concept is that they're there. So it is um, for me having them devices where I can access emails and I can listen to them using the inbuilt again inbuilt technology like text-to-speech and speech-to-text yeah. is really powerful I mean one thing I must say I mean to read your uh, biography and everything I had to keep reading it keep reading it and I've got it in front 18 I've got it in each um question is in either blue green red different colors and the, and I kept reading it since you know um, our admin team emailed it and that's why it sank in my head 
I've also used the Microsoft, um, I'm not too sure the name of it, but you click it and it reads back to you. Don't, yeah, read aloud. Yeah, read, read aloud. Must be read aloud, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's built into the laptop, so I use that. I do have low soft tech um, because when I was at uni is when I was diagnosed with dyslexia. Yeah. Some of them, I must say, I do find quite complicating. Mind mapping yeah. gets me a bit dizzy. I'm like, where am yeah. I with it all? Um, yeah. Inspirational, I don't think I've ever touched yeah, well, that one. Well, mm. that is mind mapping. So inspiration ah. is inspiration is your mind mapping tool. Mm. And uh, and what, what, what you've got to look at is when it comes to mind mapping and that concept, it's not for everyone. Mm. like like i use my mapping for planning so if i was planning uh so like we talked very much earlier about the dyslexia show the dyslexia show was planned on a mind map it was it was planned on a mind map and then what else was then all the other things after it that's going to happen in, the, in a few years time they're also planned on the mind map uh i've used mind maps for to-do lists but the downside to that is they're not cross-platform for me. So I wanted something that I can then sort of think of an idea, sort of think of I want to put it in something. So that's why I use, I actually use Microsoft to do because it's the one that works across everything for me. I mean, if I have to be honest, there's so many little gadgets that people can find. I mean, oh, yeah. Google, you've got, I've got something called Google Assistant on yeah. my phone and I'll just talk to her about everything. I've got her, yeah. so I'll speak to her about everything. Yeah, that's the thing, yeah, that's the <laughs> I, I have yeah. that on one of my phones. I have mm. Siri on the other phone. I have my Alexa in the office. My Alexa, we know when we were doing the when we were doing the pre the pre-interview for this, uh the um my Alexa started talking to me because it reads out my diary. It reads out what's next in my diary to me. And it's just a feature I like because if you are doing that positive procrastination, stopping to step away and you go, oh, I need to go and sit back at my desk because I have a meeting in 15 minutes. It's very beneficial. Are you all right with time management as well? Or are you like, I, I, where So time management is interesting to me. So I will, if it's not in my diary, I will forget things. If I'm very much stressed, I really forget things. So yesterday I was meant to go to a call that was in my diary. I forgot completely. It wasn't a work call. It was more of a, a social, social stroke voluntary call. But I was quite stressed yesterday with other things going on. Mm. But actually... I, always, I I use the same concept in my head that the the morning is the morning is quicker than the afternoon. The afternoon drags on. The mm. morning is really short. The morning will be gone within five minutes. The afternoon takes twelve hours. That's how I feel. Yes, yeah, I agree with you on that hundred percent. Now, Aaron, what message would you have to for the dyslexic community? One and two, any dyslexic who think right, I really want to work for myself because no one gets me. What message have you got for them? I I think. For me, if you're if you're a dyslexic, use your strengths. What are your strengths? Are you are you a good creator? Are you a good designer? Um, I, I've been I'm really passionate about social media and looking at it. So I actually joined TikTok, which it's not really for my demographic. I'm a bit older than the normal demographic, but actually there's lots of neurodiverse people on there that are really creative and are really doing a lot of work around their using their strengths of their differences, which is brilliant to see. So I think that's, that that's would be the first thing is find your strength. What are you good at? What do you enjoy doing? My strength is understanding dyslexia. It's understanding that community, understanding, um, the special education needs and disability, understanding education. So that was where I can go, you know what, actually, that's my strength. Let's put my business in that. And that's where Send Group is kind of in that area. We're kind of always in that area. Dyslexia show, same concept. I like dyslexia. I know every like like you said, I know everyone in the dyslexia community that works in the organize it works within groups and stuff. So I'm going to carry out caveat that I know lots of people in the industry. Probably don't know everyone. 
but that thing is that they trust me in a sense we're able to then deliver an event that that we've kind of not we've delivered bits of it virtually but we haven't delivered the event but we have a a plan uh that's going to be launched in may uh, about that and i'm really looking forward to getting that off the ground we've got then more and more plans that's going to happen in a few years time so that's really good but also it's then things like just seeing things differently so if you see things and you see an opportunity you need to take it it is and don't be scared to take it because a the other thing that i would say about how you do it and what and what you can do to support it is things like access to work with me and you've spent a lot about access to work. access to work is an amazing government scheme you just literally you can do it if you're self-employed or employed you're meant to do it within the first six weeks of your employment you register yourself as the individual you don't need a diagnosis of dyslexia if you have tendencies of dyslexia that's the thing that's what it says you need to just you don't really need to prove it in that sense but part of the process it will come out if you're not uh, someone asked me yesterday does that mean anyone could do it? And I went, well, if anyone does do it and tries to defraud it, they're not going to get it because you need to, people will see that. Because, of course, of course, and that's yeah. thing. But access to work is a brilliant concept because that means you can get technology. And of course, technology is a, is a brilliant thing. I like, I recommend any small business pay the three pound, the four pound 50 a month for Office 365 or Microsoft 365. It, that's the cheapest version they have for business version it gives you your email it gives you your calendar that shares with your devices it gives you things like microsoft to do microsoft planner that are all visual things you can use it gives you word and powerpoint where you can edit stuff and design stuff it starts that process going forward so and it's all got accessibility built in like dictation so there's no need to go and buy anything really um it's 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 just powerful and that's the point of it is it's let it's all about moving forward and and going forward in the world it is and and embracing that difference it is being positive about it i i'm a person that believes dyslexia should be talked about more it's not it's for 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 adults it can be difficult but actually because we've been people have been harmed by the system but actually we there is people out there trying to change the system and that's the point it is is that we may see there's lots of support for things like training for teachers, but actually that's what's needed today. Absolutely. I agree. And that's the thing. We just need to move forward. Right. Now, I did say you had a go to. Everybody would like everyone I know, if I got off, we've got I'm struggling with something, is to do with dyslexia and I don't know, tech or dyslexia and support. Um, we do support, but not in a way that everybody else has. You know, you probably find that a lot of the dyslexia organization it's all about dyslexia but everybody's very different in how they deliver yeah, yeah. and um most of the time i'll say well have you contacted aaron smith and he'll be like of course i didn't think of that lizzie and you know that that, that yeah. you'll probably be the first person they will contact um thank you so much for giving that advice to uh, somebody who is um ready to embark on a journey as a dyslexic now i'm going to be honest with you um as a dyslexic entrepreneur rather i'll be honest Aaron, you and I know that it's not plain sailing. Oh, no, it's not. Definitely. It's not plain sailing. There are days when I've sat in the office and I'm thinking, okay, so how do you spell no? I want to know this person. Um, I don't know how to do this. No. N-O. No. No. And I'm going all over the place with it. So I get confused between, is it no as I know this person? Or is it the one that begins with a K? And why is the K there? Yeah. Why is the K in front of it, you know? And I'm battling with that. Now, by the time I look at the clock, Aaron, it's lunchtime. And I've yeah. got nothing on paper, you know. Um, I do use Dragon. I do use um, Grammarly. I use Clara Reed and all yeah. those kind of things. But 
even sometimes for dragon, it doesn't, because I've got, I don't know if I've got a bit of an accent or not, but it doesn't really pick it up. And I know somebody who contacted me, she said, look, I'm from Jamaica. I've got a very strong Jamaican accent. Dragon's not picking it all up. So that's another another conversation, another day. Yeah, 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 it is. And I think I think it's definitely interesting. I think that what I would say to people that, that say that to me, I say, you need to have that support network. We, and that's the thing you see is that I use access to work to have a support worker, like I know you do, uh, which is like that human person that is really beneficial. Um, I work with my wife. She's part of the company, so that means she's in the office. Well, she's not now because it's it's school time, but hey-ho. Um, when we recorded it, of course. Uh, yeah. And so she's not here now, but but that thing, she's there to support. Uh, I, I have kind of grown a team of people that I trust. And that's the other thing you see is that that it, once you get that kind of that foundation for success in, con- in that concept of having them people like like my IT person that I know I can go to or my go-to guy, my my hardware guy that I know that if I need to talk about hardware and go to him or, or, or virtual stuff, I can go to him. If I want a new headset, I can go to another person I know. And that's it. It's knowing that network and being able to have that network around you to support you. And also then to help you and listen to you as well. Uh, because yes, you're right. It's not easy every day. You look at it like, like, like we, we looked at it last week. We had, we ran a webinar it's an amazing speaker, but the numbers are down. Why are the numbers down? Okay, kids, are, students have just gone back to school. It's going to be harder. It's this time. It's, it's it's a different topic. It's not a topic he normally talks about. Okay, we have not uh, uh, another speaker this week that wasn't as well known, but the topic was really interesting. We had a larger number of people, which is brilliant. And that's the thing you see is you've just got to take every day as it comes, but that you've got to know what your purpose is and that's what I think it is is that you know what you want to do I know what I want to do and we just go for it and we we have to move forward every day and it's I think the one thing about the pandemic what has gave me it gave me some doubts it gave me some some stress and some anxiety it, but what it has done it has gone you know what actually we have to now live for the future and can we then have a plan that in five years time you're just going to slow down in 10 years time you're going to think about retiring remembering that i'm only 37 so by the time i'm 47 i i want to be sitting in next to a pool somewhere i want to be able to be (laughs) flying in my helicopter somewhere so that is actually i've been told that's the most difficult thing for dyslexic to do is fly a helicopter Right. it's four things but, right um, i wouldn't even be embarking on that to be honest with you it's bad yeah, enough, no. dri- Actually, bad enough driving on the a3 yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> but that's yeah. it so, so did but did you know when you did your driving test did you do i i do i put an uh, this is a thing an l and an r on your hands um the thing about what i've seen on social media someone's actually tattooed that on their hands but i used i drew it on for my for my um for my uh, test, I had L and R on my hands. Mm-hmm. So the the driving instructor, so the driving test person said, "Go and left." I can look at my hands. And go, okay, I need to turn this way, uh, or I need to turn that way. And that was the thing. So tips like that are, are definitely there. Um, going back to one of your other questions, I'll say one other thing: understand stuff. So be a knowledgeable person. So understand the Equality Act as much as you can and how that can support you. 
that is really beneficial as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on to HY Dyslexia podcast, All Things Dyslexia. This pod oh, put my tongue in. This podcast has been kindly funded by Equip. European Social Fund and Education Skills Funding Agency and we want to say thank you very much for for the support that they've given us and um, if anybody wants to connect with Aaron Smith you can contact Aaron Smith on www.dyslexiashow.co.uk or www.sengroup.co.uk or Aaron on Twitter which is at Aaron Smith honestly at Aaron Smith at, with dyslexia. At Aaron Dyslexia at, oh. at, at Aaron Dyslexia so A-R-R-A-N-D-Y-S-L-E-X-I-A Right, there we go. So we would obviously, of course, put all this um, connection and how you can contact Aaron with the podcast when we share it. But Aaron, I want to say thank you very much for coming on to the podcast today. Thank you so much, Aaron. Now, I just want to say thank you to our listeners. We'll see you next week, same time, same place, the different topic. But again, just before we go, a massive thank you to Salt and Pepper Production for the amazing work they do with the podcast and everything else that goes with it. Now, thank you, everybody. Bye-bye for now. The Aspire to Inspire Dyslexia podcast, All Things Dyslexia, is funded by Equip, the Education Skills Funding Agency, and the European Social Fund. It's presented by Elizabeth Tashi and produced and distributed by Salt and Pepper Productions.